I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bring, bring it Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are here with a season review for West Ham, so we called in the big guns. Uh, Sean Weston, you can find on Twitter at West Ham Football. Uh, you can also find his content over at More Than Just a Podcast and Claret and Hugh. Sean, great having you back on. Uh, we'll just kind of start where the season left off. The win against Everton, obviously one that Moyes definitely would have enjoyed. Uh, what were your thoughts on that match? Uh, it was a great way to finish um, the season. Good to be back, by the way. Good to hear your dulcet tones. Apologies I haven't been on much and the latter part of the season, there's it, been a bit going on, marches and protests and Moyes out, Moyes in, village out, village <laughs> in, players out, players in. So um, uh, apologies, my my um, my blogging sphere, podcasting has sort of overtaken my life in the latter half of the, the season. But no yeah, worries. I mean, look, we were playing Big Sam, our arch nem- uh, nemesis. We were singing to the Everton fans, we hate Big Sam more than you. Uh, we were joining in, in other words, I can't say on a podcast because uh, children might be listening. Uh, so was it great to do one over on Everton, who for some reason, and I don't get this, but Everton fans dislike us and we dislike Everton fans. And this is only sort of built up in the last sort of maybe five years because actually we're similar kind of family based clubs passionate fans but some reason particularly online in social media Everton fans I think it's because we're sort of vying for a similar place in in the in the Premier League sort of you know maybe between eight and ten without having a bad season Mm. um and we're a similar turnover so yeah it was good to turn over Everton uh I mean you could argue Everton had nothing to play for but good to see Lanzini get two in uh, Anatovic back on cue with what was that? He's 11th for the season. Uh, good. You know, I couldn't criticize any of the players. Um, the only thing you'd say is did Everton turn up and, and what a great finish for David Moyes. I mean, for all the criticism, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. He did his job, didn't he? He was asked to keep West Ham up. He did. He mm-hmm. finished in 13th place, just the game against um, Everton, by the way, earned us another 4 million. Two million a place to finish in the Premier League. Uh, we jumped up from 15th to 13th. We could have gone down to 17th, by the way, depending on results. But that earned us another four million. So mm. it paid for Moyes, who, by the way, was only on £15,000 a week. He gets about £2 million bonus, though, for his position and saving us. So he got about half a million in, in, in wages, but £2 million bonus. Not a bad <laughs> job, six-month job, if you can get it. Um, so yeah, I haven't been asked. Fair play to him. Fair play to him. 
Yeah, all credit uh, certainly due to him uh, keeping you up. As you said, that was his objective. Um, I also wanted to, to get your take on the, the atmosphere around the club, the fan base in particular. The last time people really heard about the fan base in particular was uh, after that Burnley match, during that Burnley match as well. Mm. Uh, just curious to hear if things have gotten a little bit better on the fan side. Has the relationship healed at all between fans and club? Do you know what? It's it's almost like it didn't happen. And, and it's strange because there was that build-up. There was that uh, winter of discontent, really, early spring. Um, you know, it was building up. We were having bad results on the pitch. We looked like we were going to get relegated. Then we were moaning about the London Stadium. Then we were moaning about the owners. There was going to be a march, and everyone had got behind this march. And the march was called off at the last minute. And I think, you know, we... Look, it was a hard season. We we conceded the most goals, I think, in the Premier League and we've ever conceded. We were being knocked 4-0, 3-0. When, when you're knocked like that every single week in, week out, it's hard. And when you're not, you're knocked against Burnley. Look, I found, I'll be honest with you, right or wrong, crucify me if you want, but I was in front of the director's box. I don't know if I was protesting. I got swept up in it. My... my Seat in the lower tier hmm. in the London Stadium is right near the director's box. The second goal went in. I was pissed off. And I just found myself being drawn in to the spectacle, which was, you know, in my view, some banter being sung to Burnley. I mean, obviously, we'd had the pitch invasions. But let's remember, 57,000 people, three people got on the pitch. Um, it wasn't a riot. I was in the middle of it. I was videoing it. It was a singing songs, you know, which again can't be repeated on this podcast, against our board. <laughs> and do you know what? Has football got that tame? Has football got that sterile where we can't stand up and we can't sing songs and we can't protest anymore? I mean, that that's... If, if we have got to that, it's not a football I recognise. Um, but that said, you know, I'm sure if you've seen the London Stadium, you'll know that now we've got um, lots of stewards in front of the pitch with football boots on and safety glasses, I kid you not, who are ready to run on the pitch. Of course, we've had no trouble. We've had no more marches. Uh, there was a little planned march where about 100 people turned up. And do you know what? It's been largely forgotten because we've been, we've survived in the Premier League. We've sort of accepted we can't do anything about the London Stadium. You know, we've moved and etc. And our owners aren't going to sell. So what are we going to do about it? So it's it's died on. You know, pe- people are saying, well, let's call a truce to the summer. But but really, is there is there a call to then, right, let's march against the board again? No. Um, you know, it wasn't a great season, but we survived. And now all the talk is only on one subject. And that is who is going to be our next manager? Mm. And how much are we going to spend in the summer? So I think there is a sort of easy truce at the moment. All eyes are on how much they're going to put their hand in the pocket and how much budget is the new manager going to get? Who's going to be the new director of football or head of recruitment? Um, And and those things have got to be decided pretty quickly because, um, you know, the transfer window opens very early um, uh, this summer. Yeah, the transfer window opening probably by the time you're hearing this. Um, and yeah. then, of course, ends before the season starts. But but it sounds like you're saying West Ham as a club and as a fan base are both preferring to look towards the future than, than back on any uh, yeah. past hostilities. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, 
On to uh, actual players here. Um, Marko Arnautovic, uh, that signing looks fantastic. The first half of the season less so, but he, he's obviously been a very driving force here the back half of the season, as you mentioned. Uh, did end up notching 11 goals. A lot of those actually playing up front as opposed to on the wing, where he most frequently played for Stoke. And they'll surely be missing him, having now gone down. Uh, do you think uh, Arnautovic is more naturally fit to, to play up front, or would you think that he may move back to the wing with Carroll taking up the number nine slot uh, next season? <laughs> He's a difficult one. He's played well as a centre forward, hasn't he? And, um, you know, it's, it's for the new manager to decide or the old manager. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Look, Anatovic came, uh, he, he won Hammer of the Year, which is our big prestigious award for the Player of the Year voted for by the fans. You know, won by Bobby Moore and, uh, and uh, Jeff Hurst over the years, etc. He, he apologised at the end when they did the player um, walk around at the end on Sunday when we played Everton, he said, I'm sorry for the first three months. Um, but he, they just love him, West Ham fans. And the reason is not that he just scores goals, not that he tries. But you know what? And, and some people may say it's fake, but the way he crosses his hammers, the way he kisses the badge, the way he talks about West Ham with passion, that's all we want. We want a trier. We want someone who who loves the club or appears to love the club. Um hmm. And we've really taken him to heart, and, and he can do no wrong. Um, and, and I hope I can get in trouble with this. But um, what we say about him is, is he's a bastard, but he's our bastard. <laughs> and and that's a really way to describe him, because he's 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 a right handful for the opposition. Um, and he went up against the top teams and, and, and proved how tricky it was, you know. He seems to relish those big matches. Oh, yeah, against Chelsea. And obviously, we just had Man United and holding Man United. So, you know, I'm I'm expecting a lot more for him uh, next season. Um, yeah, and it will be down to the manager, who whether they play him up front or on the wing. I think he can do either. Um, but certainly got more goals uh, up front. But it depends if Hernandez stays. It depends if Andy mm. Carroll stays. Uh, it depends on, on whether another striker comes in. Yeah, I'll probably touch on Chicharito here in a little bit. Um, but first, I want to go to the other end of the pitch uh, with Joe Hart. News today that he won't be making the trip uh, with England to Russia for the World Cup. What did you make of his season? I, I did see an interesting set that him and Adrian played exactly the same amount of minutes on 1,710. Yeah, almost a fix. Look, I, Joe Hart, any club he plays for, he plays passionate. The problem with Joe Hart and I'll be honest with you, is how much he costs. We were paying yeah. him 125 grand a week. Interestingly, Man City were paying him 55 grand a week on top Ooh. of that. Yeah? He's, he's, or, or 50. He's on 175 grand a week. His contract finishes at the end of May with West Ham and with Man City. He'd be a free agent. Um, when it came down to it, you know, he had some good games for us. But look at Adrian what he's paid and how loyal he is. He's folk hero with the club. He had a great game against um, Everton and against Man United. And you've got to say, when you put them alongside each other, I would probably prefer Adrian to Joe Hart. And I wrote a blog today saying, you know, Joe Hart snubbed by club and country. Uh, and and that's the, the, you know, he hasn't made the last 23. He's been snubbed by England. He's been snubbed by his own club, um, Man City, and he's been snubbed by West Ham, who will not make a bid for him. 
You know, unless he's going to drop his wages to like 30 grand a week, there is no room for Joe Hart in in um, in West Ham next season. Uh, do you think there will be a place for David Moyes at West Ham next season? So um, our senior sources close to the club say he's got a 25% chance to cut to the chase. Um, you know, it's it's no um, it's no uh, secret that David uh, Sullivan interviewed um, Paolo uh, uh, Fonseca yesterday. Uh, he's due to also interview Una Emery uh, later this week. Um, he spoke to David Moyes yesterday uh, morning. His normal post-match debrief from the Everton game, and he's due to meet David Moyes next week for a formal interview um, my understanding as it stands is it's a free horse race yes they do like others yes they do like Pellegrini uh, but he's still in China yes they do like um, Rafa Benitez but he's just playing us to get more money out of Newcastle mm. and you could name a whole host of other people realistically my information as it stands as we speak today is a free horse race between Emery and uh, Fonseca and um, and Moise. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Interesting. Uh, do you think that you'd be looking for uh, kind of an older manager there with, with a bit more of an established style? And would you want them to play any particular way or just kind of let them do their thing when they come in? Well, well the interesting thing is, I mean, we know the problem with Moyes is, you know, it, it depends on ambition. If the ball's ambition is just to stay in the Premier League, then keep David Moyes, right? He's a, he reminds me a bit of um, mm. Sam Allardyce. You know, the football is not interesting. Safety first. And it, it's not really what we want on West Ham. It's not um, inspiring. Um, now you look at, I don't know how much you know about Paolo uh, Fonseca from um, Shaka. Oh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah. Um, but he's, he plays quite an attacking, exciting mm. football. Uh, that's what West Ham fans will love. Um, and Emery as well, in his time at Spain, you know, he's, he's had it easy maybe at PSG, but in Spain has played quite an attacking football. So I see both of those going down quite well with West Ham fans. The only problem is neither of them speak English. Um, and that's got to be a bit of a problem to uh, cope in the Premier League. Yeah. I know when uh, Tottenham hired Mauricio Pochettino, part of the deal was that he had to do all of his press conferences in English, which was not an easy task or an yeah. easy listen that first yeah. season. Um, yeah. 
I mentioned that we get back to Chicharito, and we surely will here. Uh, obviously, did not have the impact that I bet many West Ham fans and <laughs> fantasy owners would have expected when he came back to England. Uh, what do you think of uh, his future, and are there any other players that disappointed that may be on their way out in the summer? Um, well, I mean, it, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it depends on the manager. Um Look, him and Moyes never got on, and despite saying, oh, it's a fresh sheet, I, I'm not sure Moyes really rated Fernandes. Uh, the Premier League has changed, and I'm not sure Fernandes can keep up with it. Um, he's certainly a fox in the box still, and he can still put them in. But can you have the luxury of just having a man to come up and slot them in without his, the rest of his game? Hmm. Um I don't know. The jury's out and and a, and a manager will have to come in. The same with Andy Carroll, you know, do we, do we take any offer that comes in this season or do we let him work out his contract for his last year at 85 grand a week? And by the way, going back to Fernandes, sorry for not Fernandes, Hernandez, Chikorito, he's on 145 grand a week as the, as the highest player. So there's a lot of money tied up with him where we spent the second half of the season under David Moyes using Marco Anatovic <laughs> as the striker and keeping um, our strikers on the bench. I mean, Andy Carroll yeah. was injured until the end. Um, but, you know, uh, player revolt, um, my understanding is Nandis and Carroll did not like Moyes one little bit. Add to them a number of other people, including Adrian a uh, little bit player revolt that didn't like David Moyes. Maybe because they weren't getting chosen, they weren't getting picked, but uh, it all leads to dressing room unrest, doesn't it? <laughs> Surely. Uh, do you have a preference on if the two of them stayed or would you rather see the back of them? I'm. Uh, do you know what? Andy Carroll is a great super sub to have 85 grand a week. Hernandez, I'd like to see him. Uh, do well, but I just don't know if there's a place for him. So I, if I'm honest, if we could get a 16 million back, I, I would probably try and bring someone else in and say thanks. But, you know, Premier League's moved on a bit, mate, you know. Um, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be sad to see him go, uh, Hernandez. I, I think he hasn't had the best chances under Moyes, but he's had chances and, you know, he got goals, but not enough for, for someone of his, his caliber. Hmm. Yeah, certainly. Uh, on the other end, uh, your recruitment has certainly been questioned over the past few seasons. I myself, at times, it felt like you just try to get the best available players and hope that they can just figure it out on the pitch instead of really having like a designated um, style in mind and then buying players to fit that. Obviously, the answer you've <laughs> given uh, multiple times at the start of needing to see who the manager is first makes sense. But are there positions in particular that you'd like to address and would you like to kind of try to... Uh, develop more of a uh, style when signing them, or do you even agree uh, mm. with that assessment? Well, well, first of all, we've got to get a manager. But secondly, after we get the manager, we've got to get ahead of recruitment. We still haven't got ahead of recruitment. Yeah. And David Sullivan has promised not to get interfere anymore, and we're going to revamp that. So there's a lot to do, isn't there? Manager, new head of recruitment, and then we can come and then up worry with about strategy. everything else. Right, we need a new goalkeeper, right? Whether Adrian is, could go to Spain... Uh, Real Betis to to go back where he came from. Joe Hart, he's gone. If we look at defence, obviously Evra, (laughs) Patrice Evra has finished his short-term contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, James Collins' contract's finished. He's going. Winston Reid is surplus to requirements and and will be available. 
Uh, Aaron Cresswell uh, is available at a price as well. So you've actually got to build a defence. You know, Declan Rice is doing very well in the centre of defence. Obonna is very good. Uh, and probably Zabaleta's got another year in him. Uh, but we need a left back and we need a good centre back uh, in addition to the, a goalkeeper. When you look in the midfield, yeah, I, we like Mario, but I don't think we can afford him. I, th- I, th- I think Inter might set £26 million. Pound. I'm not sure he's worth that. Uh, we, Chiarty's getting a bit slow. Noble, love him to bits, is getting a bit slow. We need some, we need some midfielders. Lanzini will stay. Don't believe this hype about him going to Liverpool for 50 million. All made up rumours by his, probably his own people, trying to get a new deal. Uh, He's got two years left, by the way, and another year option on top of that. Uh, so we, we need to strengthen our midfield, particularly a defensive midfielder, like we were looking at Cavalio for Sporting Lisbon. Um, and, and you know, I'm trying to think who else is going. So we've got, uh, I say we've got Mario going and, and, and we need a, another striker, don't we? Particularly if Hernandez and Andy Carroll are going, uh, we need a, a, a new striking force as well. So, um, there's quite a lot of positions, isn't there, there to replace. I, I see us needing a minimum of six uh, new players over the summer. Mm-hmm. And likely but six to match them going out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like well, some of them have gone out. So so I've said, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at, at alone. So Hart, Mario, uh, Patrice Evra, um, Collins... Uh, have already gone because our loans and and an end of contract. So mm-hmm. some of them are naturally gone already. So uh, we've got the wage bill to uh, uh, to be able to bring slots. in replacements. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, assuming that you do address uh, at least the majority of those needs, what will your expectations be next season? This may also be tied up in the manager, as you said, um, boys. Well, I mean, we've got to. I hate saying next level because it sounds crap, you know. Um, we need to push on. Look, we finished 11th the season before. We finished 13th. Mm-hmm. If we really want to start pushing, we need to be top 10. So I'm not going to say top 6 or top 8 because that would be ridiculous. We have to be top 10. Yeah. And and if we can get top 10, I will I will build on that with, with a nice cup run. Uh, and we need to be moving two or three uh, spaces up the league and getting better and better cup runs and, and getting some consistency. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. The London Stadium's going to not change anything, money-wise or player-wise. But I just want... Um, I'd love to be in a position, and I know Arsenal fans will kill me, to be saying goodbye to a manager after 21 years. Yeah. Um we don't see it in the Premier League anymore. Uh, and we thought that might be, um, you know, Slavin Bilic, but we're a fickle bunch, aren't we? Hmm. And and uh, sometimes I think fans have too much power and owners listen too much to, um, to fan power when, you know, they want, they want the manager out and the next one in. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, quotes in American sports 
uh, has always been, uh, if an owner starts listening to the fans, he'll be sitting with them soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we can leave it there. Sean, absolute pleasure speaking with you. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you. Yeah, well, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at West Ham Football. Uh, I do a West Ham podcast, if you happen to be a hammer, more than just a podcast.co.uk, and that's more as in Bobby Moore with two O's. And finally, we run a West Ham news site, all things West Ham, uh, 24 by 7, and that is clarentandhugh.info. Clarentandhugh.info. It's been a pleasure coming back and talking to you. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, great chatting with you as well, and I'm sure I'll speak soon. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.